Hey, this is Brandon J. Clack, and you're tuned into Game Changer. everybody brandon j clack here on all your social media platforms back with another edition of game changer and this one's gonna be a whole lot of fun courtney beer what's up man i'm back yeah dude and i i'm really excited about today's topic uh, although it may not be as spiritual or as uplifting as some may like this topic is near and dear to my heart Listen, everybody knows that you can preach the house down, but many people don't also know that you are a huge basketball fan. You live and breathe NBA, mostly purple and gold. So we're going to get into a little bit of that today. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I have always loved basketball. It's always been a passion of mine. Uh, And I really think it started because I was born with a hole in my heart and that hole was leaking blood into my lungs. And my older brother at the time, he was a huge basketball guy. I mean, I just I looked up to Kevin big time. And so uh, one day he was outside playing basketball. I couldn't go outside. So I snuck out and I'll never forget it. I hit six shots in a row. The first six shots that I ever took in life. I remember them. I know exactly where I was. I hit all six in a row. And I said to myself, man, I might be pretty good at this. Man, there's something spiritual about you hitting the first six shots. <laughs> I guess there's so. There's something there. Maybe so. Who knows? Six is the number of man. Maybe there I was go. born to be a man to shoot shots. You're like a human. Oh, there you go. Human. Or he-man. Hilarious. Yeah. Something like that, I guess. So you made the first six shots. You said, uh, I'm pretty good at this. And you went on to play basketball. Yeah. From that moment on, I just, you know, it was just something that I really... Uh, enjoyed. I didn't love basketball. Uh, my older brother loved basketball, but because I wanted to be like him and it seemed like I was pretty good at it, I went with it. So the thing that you and I have both in common is that we both have older brothers named Kevin. Hilarious. Yep. We have the Kevins in common who were both sports heroes and all that stuff. But what most people don't know about you is that you have the height, you have the skill set, but you also have the heart for it. Yeah. Now, you and I have had long conversations about Kobe Bean Bryant. What made Kobe Bean Bryant so good to you? Uh, You know, I think it was, first of all, he was the closest thing to Michael Jordan that I had seen. And so uh, I'm not going to tell everybody my age, but because uh, I was old enough to remember Mike, uh, not just in his prime, but as he was coming into his prime. Were you as hurt as I was when he beat the Lakers? I was I was broken. I was not. I was broken. I was not. I I, I really did like Magic. Magic gave it to him first game. He did. You know, I, but I, I liked the Lakers back then, but I was just so enamored with Mike, you know, because Mike was introducing baggy shorts. They weren't necessarily long, but they were baggy. He and, and his style of play was so intense. He was disrupting so many things athletically and with his skill set and with his desire. So I I really wasn't that disappointed. I thought it was cool to see it. But, you know, with Kobe, I felt like Kobe was the closest thing to the tenacity that Michael Jordan had. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily all the highlights uh, that I enjoyed about Kobe, although that was fun to see. I was more so intrigued by his approach to the game and the countless private hours that he put into developing his skill set. His will to win was crazy. Yeah, it was through the roof, man. And, you know, people accuse him and sometimes rightfully so of being selfish and all of this one man band and all this other stuff. 
But what you cannot deny is that when you put that much work into your craft, it becomes difficult when your teammates are not matching that same energy. And I think Kobe is really misunderstood at times because the dude was was so bought in individually because of his love for winning on a corporate level. But listen, here's the thing that people don't realize. Look at Kobe's journey. Kobe came into the league straight out of high school. He was practicing twice a day personally. He knew within himself, he said, in order to be better, I have to get more reps. So Kobe being Bryant said, and I, you know, if I get up at and practice at three or four to six, then I can come back and practice from 9 to 11. Yeah, man. Then I can practice from 1 to 3. And now I'm working out three times a day, getting double or triple the jump shots that most guys are doing. Why? Because he wanted to be better. He yeah. was willing to go the extra mile and do what others wouldn't do in order to have not one, not two, not three, not four, but five championships. Absolutely. And, I, you know, the heart of a champion is not just seen in the parade and the celebration. I think what Kobe scratched into was the power of private will. And uh, I think that I have enjoyed watching his career unfold. You know, I, I think about his last game that he played. Wow. He scores, what, 61 points? Yep. Something crazy, yep. 61 points. And people look at that as if Kobe is going out in a blaze of glory. He's a ball hog. He's getting all these shots up. But I thought to myself, this is the evolution of time put in. You think that it's easy to get that many shots up. You know, I hear all kind of guys in the gym at times saying, oh, if I could shoot that many times, of course I would do that. And I laugh on the inside because, you know, I don't want to you know, start any drama. But I laugh on the inside because you, you the kind of shape you have to be in to be able to shoot that many shots yeah. with a defender on you running the length of the floor 92 feet back and forth, back yeah, and forth, back far. and forth. The kind of... To fight through the brutal picks. I, to fight through all of that mental exhaustion and physical uh, pain that's going on in your body, you got to be some type of athlete. So to just say, if I had that many shots, no, you wouldn't. You can hardly uh, handle a praise break <laughs> for 90 seconds, <laughs> let alone getting a jump shot. So I know you ain't that kind of athlete. Kobe is a monster yeah, athlete. Man. But here's the thing that we forget. Kobe grew up watching his father play. Yeah. So his father kind of set the tone of what a ball player looks like and what they need to live like. But Kobe said, here's the difference. He said he incorporated weights. Yeah, man. He said many guys weren't going to the weight room. He said it's weights that allowed me to play so long because I was doing the cardio, but I was hitting the weights. I had to get stronger because you said I'm going to be as Carmelo, who's naturally strong. But Kobe said I have to make myself stronger. And that's the thing about life right there. Whatever skill set you don't have that you need to have to be successful, somebody else may have it organically. You got to go get that thing. Yeah, dog. I think that's what sets him apart and people like him apart. That when you are willing to go the extra mile, watch this, in tearing apart what you've already built. Boom. Sometimes, you know, and that's the power of lifting weights. You know, it's the tearing of your muscles so that they can recover and rebuild bigger and stronger. When, you, when you're willing to break down what you already have and submit it to another weight class, I, I think the byproduct of that is strength. You know, the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And uh, I think that that's incredible that I would substitute my expectation of happiness to receive his joy, which means that, you know, happiness 
happiness is the emotional roller coaster up and down, but joy is the sustainment of the Holy Spirit. And so if I'm looking for a preaching nugget and I'm not in what Kobe does in lifting weights to get stronger, I can apply that to my personal life when I am accepting the new weights that God gives me, you know, to tear off old things out of my life that I don't need anymore. Now, let's get the, let, let, let's go there because the epic video came out of Kobe in practice. Yeah. He said, how am I going to get better? How am I going to get stronger surrounded by all this charming? All this charming. These boys are soft. They're soft like like toilet paper. And you talk about the joy of the Lord being my strength. Sometimes you got to get those charming people out of your life in order to have some strength. You got to go find you some people who naturally going to make your joy better. Well, here's the thing. Kobe did not get them out of his life, at least not until they got traded. Uh, what he did was is that he just didn't submit to their work ethic. No. And so if you got people in your life, family members or whatever, who are not as driven as you are in whatever it is that you're called to do, you have got to find some space to make sure that you don't adapt what they do to remain mediocre. You've got to be able to push the limits. Got to be able to push the limits. Look, we got a few more minutes left. I want to just throw some stuff at you. Right. You were a ball player. What uh, what, 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 what practice mode did you hate? What are the, what's the thing you hated in practice? Sprints. You hated sprints. I hated them. I, I couldn't stand them. Uh, and I, I think part of it was because I, you know, I kind of laugh when people say that they have asthma. You know, I, I had chronic asthma. Which means I couldn't walk up a flight of stairs. Now, help me because okay. when I think chronic, I'm a 90s kid. I remember that album that Dr. Dre did. Definitely not but, that chronic. Okay, just wanted to make sure for nah, the people. Definitely not that okay. chronic. Help us. No, uh, I, I had extreme. How about that? Extreme. extreme there we go. Extreme asthma, which means uh, there were times where I was allergic to milk. I was allergic to bread, eggs, grass. If, if I were to get out of my car and the people were cutting our grass at home or my older brother was cutting the grass, I get out of the car with my dad. From the driveway to the front door, I could have an asthma attack. Wow. Just from the smell of grass. So to to submit myself to a ton of running and practice was, I mean, it was hell on earth for me because I'm, I'm literally choking and I need a break. But the competitor in me, I, I'd pass out. I remember running sprints, and I remember being so out of wind and just so exhausted, I literally passed out. And my coach said, Hey, if you were having an asthma attack, why didn't you say something? And I said, I refuse to let those guys see me just ask you for help. Come on. I said, I'll pass out. but You'll carry me off of this court before, you know. And and I remember myself really feeling like, man, that was stupid. But I had the respect of my teammates in that moment. We talk a lot about Kobe Bryant. We talk about Allen Iverson, whom you love, my 757 guy. AI, come on the show. Uh, here's the thing I want to ask you. AI talks about the guys in practice who made him better that never got playing time. Who's the guy that made you better but never got in the game? Wow. Um, when I was in high school, it was a guy named Cullen Vetter. Uh, he used to foul the everything out of me. I mean, he was just. Didn't care. He didn't care at all. Uh, my older brother, uh, and he didn't get in the game just because he was older than me. But uh, I didn't beat my older brother one-on-one until my sophomore year in high school. Uh-huh. Uh, I know the day where I was. I know the time. I know all of that. Uh, I'm sure that there were some guys. Uh, a guy named Anthony Hodge, when I was in college, uh, we, he was, uh, a, I think it was his freshman year. And, I mean, he was just a hack, too, you know, which is hilarious because he's from Memphis. Yeah. His sister comes to church here. Really? So if he hears this, you know, I know he's just going to be all over me about this. <laughs> but But, you know, those guys... I felt like they made me better uh, as they pushed me on the court in practice, even though they may not have gotten as much time. You and I are both Laker fans. 
We are happy about this last yeah. summer. We got Braun. This year, we got AD. We got ourselves a squad. We got a deep bench. Let's get your last minute. It's on paper. This is it. It counts. Yeah. You and I, what's our predictions this year for the Los Angeles Lakers? If if I'm a realist and I'm using my basketball analytics in my mind, I'm probably going to say that they are going at least to the Western Conference Finals. I think if they can remain healthy, build quality chemistry, Add Andre Iguodala if the Grizzlies will release him. By far. I think if that chemistry can develop and there are no major injuries, I think they could win the the whole thing. But um, if there are some bumps in the road, we're at least going to the Western Conference Finals. I'm with you. I think that uh, we got to get Andre Iguodala, which is part of the reason why I'm why I'm in Memphis today. Hilarious. Uh, on behalf of the Lakers. Okay, so I'm going to go find him. We got to go find Iggy. Okay. We got to go find Iggy and let him know. But another thing for me is, you're right, if we can stay healthy, we can make it past the Clippers. Uh, the Golden State Warriors are still not a slouch. Don't forget they have the yeah, greatest uh, shooter in the history of basketball. And they have another one of the top fives in clay in the history of basketball. If the Splash Brothers get hot, we're going to be toast. But we have to get through the L.A. Clippers. How about that? Their biggest enemy is in the same building as you. Yeah. And I'm really not afraid of the Philadelphia 76ers at all. I don't care if Ben Simmons has a shot now. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, before we get out of here, I have to re- recount January 22nd, 2006. That is the day that Kobe Bean Bryant scored 81 points Ooh. in one game. And as, I, as I'm watching that game, I'm thinking to myself, after the first quarter, we're about to see something historic. He just seemingly had a different kind of look in his eye that uh, was letting the defender two defenders, three defenders, four defenders, zone defense, uh, physical abuse, flagrant fouls. Nothing is going to be able to stop me. Man, that that was such a historic game. If you have not seen that game, first of all, you've been living under a rock. But if you have not seen that game or you don't remember the quality of that game, do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube. Find something that's just type in Kobe Bryant, 81 points, and you are going to see a man that is in incredible physical condition, You're going to see a man with tremendous focus. Here's what you need to do. You do not need to look at the defenders and say that they were letting him do it. He still, it doesn't matter if you're wide open. And this is how I can always tell some guys that just don't play basketball, but they mean well. Even if you're wide open, you still have to have a level of accuracy and skill to make jump shots 20, 30, 40 feet away from the basket. So even if the defender is not guarding, you still got to put the ball in the hole. That game is historic. That That's something that just has to be seen. That game was crazy to me because Kobe had 81. The next person to him had 13, which was Smush oh, Parker. You know, you know, Smush carries such bitterness and offense towards Kobe. You know, Smush, I pray that you find a good church with some deliverance so we can get that bitterness and, and unforgiveness up out of your heart, man. And here's the thing. We joked that Toronto team he dropped 81 on. Uh, we always talk pointed Jalen Rose because Jalen was checking him a lot again. Jalen is the man, but, though. But for the life of me, I don't know why Jalen just didn't hack him. I like Jalen. Jalen should have took his knee. Jalen, you should have did what you know to do. But here's who, you know who we let off the hook? Who's that? Chris Bosh was on that team. Hilarious. We let him off the hook. How many points did Bosch have that game? Bosch had 18 points. Okay, it's not bad. Kobe had 81. Kobe's a monster, man. 81. If you were playing defense, would you have hacked him? Maybe once. But I, I, I'm not that kind of guy where just because you're killing, I'm, I'm going to try to hurt you. I would have tackled him into the stands into his family. <laughs> 
Oh my God. When you got to 60, it'd have been over. I'm not becoming a highlight reel. Nah, I get you on that one. I get it. I, I mean, it. there are just certain things. Listen, Mike has his highlight reels. There are we called it posters back in the day. There are posters oh, yeah. with people on it. I don't want to become a poster. Listen, this is our conversation. I've enjoyed talking basketball with you. We could do this more and more. Yeah, man, we're definitely going to do this and uh, probably jump back into it because by the time season two of uh, Game Changer gets ready to start, we're going to be in the heat of things. We're almost NBA in the playoffs. Is there, man. We're almost in the playoffs by that time. I can't wait, dude. It's going to be amazing. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Y'all be safe. Peace.